You're listening to Live Wild Radio, the part-time adventure podcast. Join us as we explore how outdoor adventures build mind, body, and spirit. You may hear some ambient noise, some breeze, some cars driving by. Um, this is like, uh, I think, our first like legit outdoor um, episode. Because we've done an episode with Cody Bradford in his van. Mm-hmm. In a driveway, but that was sort of like outdoor adjacent. Yeah, that's not quite outdoors. This is full on outdoors in the backyard. There's you a are hammock. under a tree right now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and you can hear like cicadas or whatever in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so yeah. this is full on summer. Yeah, because day three hundred and forty eight of uh, COVID. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> I'm I'm not moving and I'm sweating. <laughs> it uh, is a hot one today. Yes. Uh, like we said, this is uh, uh, an outdoor episode. Um, and uh, while you guys don't have the distinction of being our first three-time guest. I'm so mad about that. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that goes to Sarah Duma, whose episode's out already. Um, but we're here with Eric and Alyssa in their backyard. Um, so first episode we did with you guys was talking about rock climbing and van life. Yep. Mm-hmm. Re- kind of re-engineering your life. There was a lot of good laughs in that one. I think I was half drunk. There was a lot of wine <laughs> in that oh, one. My chair. You were definitely half drunk. There was no half involved. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then our next episode, I think it was episode twenty-eight, was on the many or the faces of mental health, which yeah. was quite amazing. That was a great one. Quite a few gems in that. Yes, it's where I sort of put the pieces together that all my concussions might have something to do with my depression. Oh, yeah. That was quite the revelation. Yeah. You know, the thing I'm happy about is like for anybody that deals with depression, you know, they'll think this is weird. But I'm glad that what I ended up, you know, and obviously I don't have a conclusive diagnosis that my depression is caused by my concussions. But um, I'm happy to have depression over like massive cognitive decline because one you can manage and the other you know uh is a little harder to work with so you know if if i have to pick between the two um, i'm looking on the bright side that's a good way to look at it yeah that's sort of what i'm saying but staying uh, positive yeah yeah so we see this as a segue from our very first episode in particular engineering your life hashtag van life and give us the divs we chatted up through uh, Instagram text, and you're like, <laughs> I'm leaving for Calgary, or we are. What's the adventure? Do you want to start, Eric? You can start. You were the one who made the big decision. I guess I did, yeah. Yeah. Well, now that we are able to work remotely so easily, and we're not going back to the office anytime soon, I pretty much said to Alyssa, hey, let's, let's leave in September and head to Calgary. What we were planning to do at the end of this year, or maybe the beginning of next year, we've kind of increased the timeline, and we're looking at about a month and a half from now. Okay, so this was always a part of the plan. This was always a part of the plan to go either Calgary or Vancouver. We kind of narrowed it down to Calgary because we know some people there. Got it. And And it's cheaper. And the weather's better. Is it really? It's cheaper than here? Than BC and here. Yeah, both. Oh, wow. 100%. Much cheaper. Have you been to Calgary? No. (laughs) So this is going to be quite the adventure. (laughs) Is this like a, so how long? For at least a year or or until? Oh, there's no time set. Yeah, Yeah, we have no set plans. You're you're going to journey. We're selling everything, 
packing whatever we can fit in both Anything, the van. Any deals that we can pick up today? I'm sure <laughs> there are. What do you want? What do you need? Yeah? I've just been right. selling things I'll like crazy. See, it, this is the problem. It's like, his road bike's too big for you? Oh, shit. Do you yeah. have a road bike? I have a road bike. Do you really? Yep. What else do you have? A mountain bike. <laughs> a mountain bike? She has a tiny little mountain bike. See, that's That'd the problem. Like, both of them are, like... Yeah, we're at two extremes. Like, really small or really what tall. What else are you getting rid of? Any gear? I'm no. getting rid of some sleeping pads. Are yeah, you? we're getting rid of some camping gear. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to double a two-person sleeping bag? You got a two-person fuck sleeping bag? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Pretty much. Just saying. Lots of space. I don't know, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that's the kind of thing you want to buy new. <laughs> <laughs> what else are we selling? I don't know. I, I find we're taking most of the gear. Yeah, a lot of it we're keeping. That's essential yeah. van gear. Mostly oh. furniture. Furniture. Okay. Yeah, we don't need none of that. We don't maybe, really. Maybe, maybe don't your couch. Kitchen stuff. We are getting rid of the couch. But we'll have a look at that after. So yeah, we're moving to Calgary. That's awesome. So you've got some friends there. What else is in Calgary that appeals to you? The mountains. Banff. Are they right there? Like how two, yeah. two hours away. Two hours? Not even. Well, we're so where we're moving to is about 30 minutes west of Calgary. Okay. So 45 minutes to Canmore, which is like one of the hub spots of climbing in all of Canada. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the thousands of routes out there. Of course. Sure. Right, I take that back. <laughs> yeah. Not with that attitude. <laughs> you know what they say about people who like each other? <laughs> they bust your balls. Yeah. Climbing, that's amazing. That is so exciting. Yeah, because you got everything. Yeah. Like Canmore is, because it's a lot of limestone, mm -hmm. is like, you know, one of the Canada's sport climbing meccas. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like some of the hardest routes in the country. But lot there's so many routes that there's stuff for everybody. And then also out there you have like a ton of, uh, uh, like these moderate bolted multi-pitch routes. Yeah, we Ooh. saw those. You know, it's nice. like eight pitches, five, seven. Wow. You know, and That's all you need is paradise. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like you want to go out for like a oh my God, day I'm adventure. Photos. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like I'm familiar with Canmore. That's what we're going to be doing in, the, in our afternoons. <laughs> See, you'll have to come visit. I will. Yeah. And then and then obviously if you mountain bike, it, wow. you know, there's That's a ton of amazing mountain biking, a ton of amazing backpacking. Lots and of free camping. Yeah. yeah. And cowboy hats. Yes. <laughs> yeah, get, one get of your those. buckles on. Yeah. <laughs> You get, you're going to have to learn to, like, two-step and line dance. You know, do the boot scoot and boogie, you know, because <laughs> it's really popular out there. Let's do go, it. Go to the stampede. It's so gorgeous. Wow. But, yeah, you can see why we're excited yes. and heading out that way. So, how are you guys getting there? Are you guys going to uh, drive? We are driving. Yeah. Yep. We're going to be in separate vehicles. <laughs> what you guys need is CBs. You can up our, our podcast. That's what we were talking about. Right. <laughs> to I, I want a walkie-talkie so I can say, hey, I need a pee break. Let's pull over. Yeah, but but if you have CBs, you got more range. Yeah. yeah. So we right? And then you get to say things like breaker, breaker, good buddy. You get to have CB <laughs> names. <laughs> yes. I used to be Snow White when I was a kid. Really? Yeah, we had a CB. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, you get to say over a lot. <laughs> over and out. <laughs> over. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Over. And I won't respond to you unless you say over. Yeah. Like, because right now, right now at work, we're using walkie-talkies a lot because we have to monitor how many people are in the store at oh, any one right. time and all that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it drives me fucking crazy. Uh, can you get the door? Over. Like, <laughs> why does it matter? Because it's because you can't see it's the person. etiquette. It's etiquette. Yeah. 
right? Like it's it's saying this sentence is done. It's not a phone call where you're expecting like a conversation. It's just instructions you're giving somebody. Yeah. Like they there it, it's like somebody not putting the a knot in the end of their rope when they're climbing. <laughs> right? Like somebody's you, gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> Same um, consequences. Exactly. Exactly. So that's sort God. of it, it, it is. It's that kind of uh, like sort of fun adventure because the other part that you have with the CB is that then you get to talk to all the, the other truckers. people. Ooh, right? Yes. They know what's up. Yeah, they know where the police they are. Where the, they where know the smokies where the are. Is. <laughs> yep, and uh, uh, you know where the good food is. Oh yeah, because you never see a skinny trucker, <laughs> right? They know where the good eats are. So. Yeah. All of that, like that, and I, I think that would make the the trip enjoyable. We can make a whole podcast just of talking to conversations with the truckers. That's okay. true. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, like a whole a whole segment called Trucker Wisdom, <laughs> right? <laughs> like if you get yourself some of them one gallon bottles, you you can go like you know a whole tank without having to stop because you just piss in the jug, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's bad air kid throw it at the window. So so wait till you get the truck stop. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, I grew up with these people. <laughs> like, uh, the reason I know about CBs is, like, my white trash family. <laughs> I used to have one. What do you say? My dad had one. Yeah. yeah. It's great. My dad you was know. Jungle Boy. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know what that says about your dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's all true. Um, so, Calgary. So, uh, so, Eric, you know, hoisted this on to you, and you're like... Uh, I was working in my office for four hours, came out, and that was the first thing he said to me is, we should move. We have four days to tell our landlord we're moving out. And I was just in shock. Like, I've wanted to move for a while and been more open to it, less scared of the risk. So to hear him, I thought, like, is this Eric? Like, are you feeling okay? Is this real life? Are you joking? Are you pulling a prank on me? I have no idea. Yeah. Well, see, the thing is, though, Eric's an engineer. Right, so you know that he sort of worked out all the <laughs> risk, you know, and then the contingencies. And I had it all figured out. Yeah, like that. Yeah. This yeah. is going to coincide with a two-week vacation that we were supposed to go to Croatia, and that oh. got canceled, obviously. Yeah. So now we were thinking of just driving out and driving back, and then I found out that we're not going back to work anytime soon. So why the heck can't I just be working in Calgary? Yeah. 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 I was thinking about that the other day, actually. I'm like, man, those road trucks are looking real good now. Yeah. I have kids, right? So. Mm-hmm. Have you seen vans that you can put, like, four seats in them and live in the back? I guess that's too much. Um, People do it. Yeah, Th- There's bigger the longer ones. Longer vans. Yep. Are there? We were thinking of putting in an extra seat or two, but it was just going to be logistically much more difficult to yeah. make things work. Yeah, especially since we wanted a shorter van that we could fit in a regular parking spot. But people get longer vans, and they even set up, like, double bed systems for families. Got it. Yeah, it really just depends on how big of a pig you want to drive around. Yeah. So, this is really cool. I think a lot of people are are exactly in the same boat, right? No kids, no mortgage. They can mm-hmm. just pick up and leave. And so, you know, run through the logistics of that. Well, it's always possible to just quit your job and go. But what we're doing is... I'm going to be working remotely up until the point where the world goes back to normal somewhat that people are expected to come back to the office if they ever are. I mean, we might be allowed to work remotely indefinitely, but that, that's what kind of made this 
dream a reality. We were always planning to do it, yeah. but now we have the phys- the te- technical capabilities to take how I'm working now and move that to a different province and continue doing it like it was nothing. So do you think this is going to be more commonplace with uh, young professionals or people that have the ability to pick up and go? And just sure. we get some stocks yeah. in like vans? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> in the van conversion companies, yeah. Yeah, I think it'll become a lot more popular. Yeah. I mean, we're lucky. We we thought it would take a lot longer because we thought it would require Eric to quit his job. Mm-hmm. It was pretty clear before COVID started that you need to be in the office. Even if you could technically work from home, you mm. need to be there. That was the culture. And that's been turned completely upside down. Yeah. Well, I think when they see that people can work from home and boy, it costs a lot of money to have all this real estate. Maybe we don't need as much. Right. And they get used to it even after a few months and they see productivity increase. Have you guys, have you heard your bosses say that like productivity has increased? We, I wouldn't say it's increased. It's just not decreased. So there was definitely a lot of people worried that this would, yeah, that this would not work. And we've still been maintaining or hitting all of our deliverables. Like, like it was, yeah, we were in the office. Yeah. I think it's amazing. What about for you guys? Yeah, so I'm working from home, and our bosses have said that productivity has certainly increased. Mm. So where before they were probably, you know, more traditional about all... Because we talked about even working from home or remotely, like remotely, um, you know, a day or week or whatever. We, we went to a day a week before this all happened. Okay. But it took a long time to get to that, and now they're like, holy shit, yeah. <laughs> and everybody appreciates the flexibility. In fact, I'd say half of our staff have lost weight. They're in wow. fitness. Yeah better health as a result of this flexibility that's and amazing yeah because if, 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 if you're working from home and you maybe don't have a meeting then you take and you know hop on your spin bike or you you lift your yeah. weights or whatever it is you're doing just do some push-ups you're and, and not really going to do that in the office you're not commuting yeah and, and in the office getting all like sweaty and everything wouldn't be you know even on your lunch it's yeah. not really acceptable no yeah Whereas, you know, at home, you go, oh, and you go, like, run the brush through your hair, you know, wipe yourself down, put your, you know, yeah. Yeah. worky I, attire back I'm on. I'm the only one, the very few that wears makeup. I don't even wear a lot of makeup, but I'm like, nobody else wears makeup now. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have to wear shoes and makeup for me to feel like I'm ready to go. I really? Don't know why. Yeah, it's really weird. It's like putting your armor on. Like, I don't know. do that. I just roll out of bed and then hop on the couch. And then do you really? I don't feel ready. Like I feel like I'm still like in that relaxed. It's like mode. it's a mental trigger for you then, but it it's is. work time. Yeah, yeah. So I miss people. Like I, mm-hmm. but I do really, really appreciate the flexibility. Like when my kids are with me, sometimes we've gone fishing at lunch. Oh, nice. Which is cool. You know, we live. I live in a great place that you can do that. Or I go for a bike ride on my own if I'm on my own in the country. Yeah. Go do a loop. It's about 40 minutes. Pop in a podcast. That's awesome. It feels great. That's a great break and just a way to recharge. Especially for your hips. Mm. Especially as climbers. And if you're lifting, you know, weights all the time, I tend to feel in my hips that they're not as flexible. But riding is a great way to loosen it. So, no, it's good. Yeah, it's and it's really a, it, it, I think one of the things we run into is that most of the time, any changes in culture will always happen. You know, it's kind of like evolution. It's very slow 
over time, right? You know, and, and a work culture is going to be the same thing unless something breaks the equilibrium. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we run into with sort of the whole COVID lockdown. Like, you know, it, it's sort of the, the joke of like, you know, uh, nobody's actually going to work and people are wearing track pants and nothing matters anymore, right? Like, yeah. so the rules are out the window. Yep. And then it then it comes down to the thing of like, um, when you're experiencing something that's never been experienced in our lifetime, right? And I- even, you know, if you go back to the pandemic of like uh, the Spanish flu and sort mm-hmm. of the 1918, 1919, because we know so much more about viruses, we have international air travel, like even though they had a pandemic and we can see sort of certain similarities, um, there's so many things that have changed, like people couldn't work from home, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you think about like how many people's jobs are information related, mm-hmm. well, they can work from home because we have the internet. Um, and you know what we're what we're seeing is kind of like this like sped up evolution because people are just having to react to the situation we're in, and uh, you know because then we have a whole lot of experiments going on at once. Right. People are trying to do this and people are trying this and people are doing Zoom and, you know, TikTok stealing all your information. And, you know, like the whole world's kind of upside down Um, because there's so many, many experiments going on and people are sharing what's got what's like working and what isn't. Yeah. Right. We're seeing this sped up evolution. Um, And when you have like kind of like when the car came along, like the whole horse and buggy industry. (laughs) It took a hit, right? Um, you know, what we're seeing probably going to take the hit is like commercial real estate. Yeah. Um, mm. Because so many people are like, Jesus, like people actually will, you know, because I think that the mindset had been people have to be in the office because we have to be able to keep our eye on them because that's the only way they'll actually do their work. Yeah. Yep. And then what you're seeing is like, there's nope. A- there's actually technology for that. They yeah, there is. They can spy on you, yeah. What yeah. you're doing. You know, but yeah. but fundamentally, w- what places are seeing is like, no, people will fucking do their job. You know, they'll be the outlier who doesn't, but most people just, that's what I'm getting paid for, or I'll do my job, right? This is a deadline, right? And you, obviously everybody approaches things differently, but but, you know, by and large, people are just doing the work they got to do. Um, and then companies are like, oh, we don't need to like manage them like children, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and, and we have these ways of having meetings and staying in touch and, uh, it's almost like the, uh, pandemic was kind enough to wait to hit because if this happened 10 years ago, it'd be a different story, right? Like if you think about like all the technologies you might be using at work. But the other thing that's kind of cool is when you look at kids and online schooling. Like, for example, oh. in Ontario, they're mandating and they're accommodating those who don't feel comfortable for their kids to go to school to learn online. Well, think about that for a second. So if you are able, if you're together with the, f- uh, you, you know, the other parent, you could go traveling and have mm-hmm. them access the online schooling. Right, especially if in the same time zone or relatively similar. Yeah, do the work. Unfortunately, kids don't have the same social. Right. Yeah, that's harder. That would be hard. 
but they wouldn't anyways if they were being homeschooled. Yeah. It's true. Because I'm really thinking hard. <laughs> How can you get your kids, kids on the road? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm mean, thinking like, but online schooling, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have an ex. Yeah. But then one of, one of the interesting things that I keep reading about, though, is that the online schooling is kind of shit. It's not <laughs> great. I'd believe that. You know. It's not great. It's, um, but... Yeah, like it was interesting because I heard that of a class of almost, I don't know, 20 something, only 10 students did their work. My kid was one of them, right? Oh, really? Yeah, I was really surprised by that. But because I, you know, squeaky wheel gets the grease and we were concerned, both uh, their father and I, what about online teaching and live teaching, right? Mm -hmm. What, What about that? And anyways, long story short, they offered us an EA for extra help, especially for our son. We thought, you know, one of our children could use it. Yeah. And um, so they started to get one-on-one instruction. Oh. Which they normally never get for things that they don't know. Mm -hmm. So in a way, it was better in other ways. Interesting. I don't know if they got the full value of what they were supposed to, but I know, you know, one of my kids had trouble with division, so they worked on it for an hour and a half, and then she got it. Huh. So it's kind of interesting. So I figure if I could work out a deal that I could take the kids like for about a month. <laughs> Where would you want to go? Oh, my God. If we could, probably the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> Maybe not. Wait a couple <laughs> years. Let me, let me take that back. Um, I don't know. Where would I go? The time zone would be the factor. Mm. Right? Yeah. So not I'd really. Just get up early. North and south. Yeah, that too. Yeah, you just switch your whole, like, like, you know. I'll be in Calgary. I'll be two hours behind. I'll but have to get I've up. But then i got more of the day. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to get up at six if I want to maintain the same kind of eight to yeah. four schedule. I would but do then it. I, I would do it, you I'm know, but I too. don't think that's going to fly. <laughs> and, uh. and you have a job. <laughs> and I don't have enough money to be your sugar mama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if kids can master this, like, remote schooling. That's definitely a valuable skill for the future. Oh, yeah. Because there's definitely some self-teaching involved I and learning that style. There, there are already families at homeschool. I know others that are sailing the world. This would be a benefit to them. Mm-hmm. Right? I think it's, it's exciting. Yeah. I, I, think the shifts, I think this change is going to stay. I, I, I don't think it's good for everybody to work remotely. I think there's a sense of loneliness and disconnect. I was guilty of that person that tapped on everybody's shoulder. <laughs> so it <laughs> drove me nuts in the first month. But I couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, now I have a question. Like um, we're going to segue into something. Sure. Um, basically with uh, your most recent project. Um, and I'm, I'm sort of being vague about it because <laughs> I want you to explain it. Um we need to do a promo. This episode was brought to you by <laughs> our sponsors that are here today. Yeah. We have um, Alyssa from The Wind Journal. Alyssa, please explain. <laughs> Is that where we're going with The Wind Journal or were you talking about the most no, recent No, I'm serious. Event? We need to do a promo. Yeah, Can well, you do I... It? Sorry, oh, my I gosh. <laughs> I know. I, I broke your flow. Yeah, I know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one that's got to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fixing it. Can you, can you please yeah. do the... Yeah. Yeah, so basically, what is the Wind Journal? Why should people buy the Wind Journal? How do people buy the Wind Journal? And how do they buy it cheaper? (laughs) Absolutely. 
So the Win Journal is a daily journal designed to help you track and focus on your wins. I found personally, I never reflected on my wins. And this is something a lot of people don't. If you think when was the last time you celebrated a success in your life and how did you celebrate it? Most people I ask can't answer. And for pretty much my whole life, I couldn't either. I was always the person who was incredibly hard on myself, never celebrating the successes. It's just, okay, we've achieved, I've achieved this goal, now on to the next. And at some point, I just got, and we talked about this in the mental health episode, very depressed and very anxious. And, you know, I never felt good enough. I always felt very broken and like I was somehow failing. And our brains are wired that way. Our brains are wired to remember the negative. That's how we survived. So I was so desperate to feel better and to be very truthful, seeing Eric struggling as a result of my anxiety was kind of the catalyst. But I was just at the end of my rope. Like something had to get better or I felt like I couldn't keep living like this. Like I remember thinking if I still feel this weird way in a year, like I, I don't know how to get through that. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a, wor- a, a life worth living. And in a moment of desperation, actually in that hammock right there, I had this idea. I had been doing gratitude because gratitude is something you always hear is good for positivity, good if you're depressed. And there is something to that. When you force yourself to focus on the good things that are happening around you each day, you do feel a bit better. You do notice that there is more positivity. But I still had that really harsh voice inside that told me I wasn't good enough that told me I I didn't know what I was going to do next and and that I'd fail and I started thinking okay like what what else could I do and it came to me in that hammock I can focus on the actions I'm taking the wins I'm having and celebrate them that's Mm -hmm. something different that I've never done let's try that and I mean it started by just trying to write them in a blank lined notebook just as a personal exercise. And that's hard. Um, You don't stick with it when it's just a blank notebook and it's completely unstructured. It's very difficult. And when you're feeling depressed or anxious where you have that negative voice, missing a day sucks and you feel worse about it. And I thought there's gotta be a way, like there's something to this. And so I I learned how to use InDesign. This is the long elevator pitch of it. I Eric, I think, probably almost broke up with me one day. I was so frustrated trying to learn it and taking it out on him. But we just played around. And I found a way actually using the internet, an online course. In five hours, I learned enough of how to use InDesign to design the journal that I wanted and that would help me. And then we just experimented with it. And I got Eric trying it and some other friends. And actually, tomorrow I'll finish my first journal, my first full journal. So I'm going to have to do some videos. It's an exciting time, but it's, it's made such a difference. And to be honest, I don't know if I would be doing so well during COVID without it. To have that journal on my desk, and we have these inspiring covers with six different landscapes. To have that looking up at you, even if you're having a bad day, I have that on my desk. And I just think to myself, okay, let's, let's see, what did I actually do today? And there'll be days that I feel horrible, like mood wise, I feel bad and I feel like I got nothing done. But when you actually go and write down your wins, even if they're as small as just waking up five minutes earlier or making your bed or making yourself a meal, 
you can't help but feel good. And it's been a way, the journal really, to train myself to actually love myself more, to appreciate myself more, to be more proud of the things I do do. Mm. And now I'm just excited to share it with other people. And it's, it's become really a mission. And in some ways, COVID has been good for me too, because I mean, I'm an industrial organizational psychologist and was doing consulting and I lost my gigs, which was scary, but it's given me time to focus more on this project, which has been really, really fulfilling. And so you can get the journal. We sell it online at thewindjournal.com. And if you want 20% off for the Live Wild radio audience, you can use the promo code LiveWild20. That's LiveWild20, and it'll get you 20% off your first order. That's awesome. That was a great promo. Um, and th- this is the thing, because uh, we've talked about this before. Yeah. But, but the fact that the uh, human brain, by evolution, you know, has gradually, is focused on the negative, mm-hmm. right? Because um, every time the trees rustle, right, you have to expect that it's a tiger, um, because the one time you go, ah, it's not a tiger, it'll be a tiger and then you're dead. Exactly. Right. But if you focus on like the happy things, um, in a survival situation, it doesn't keep you alive. Now, the problem is, is that most of us are living in a very cushy, soft, you know, like I'm fat, uh, you know, I'm not missing meals, <laughs> you know, I purposefully, you know, intermittent fast to, to help lose a bit of weight. I go out and do activity on purpose, both because I enjoy the activity and health and all those things, but also to burn some calories because, you know, you, you are in a position or we collectively are mostly in a position where you can have a very soft, safe life, Mm -hmm. but the wiring that the tigers around the corner is still in our brains. Yep. Right. So we're still keyed into those negatives, even though for the most part, they're not in our environment. Um, And so retraining your brain to focus on, you know, actions, right? Mm -hmm. And and realistically, you know, what we're calling wins or what you call wins are just action steps, right? Um, You know, and when you start seeing that they're accumulating, right, and that you're actually doing something every day, it will gradually rewire your brain Mm -hmm. um, because this is basically as, as sort of a not exactly lifelong depression sufferer, but most of my adult life depression sufferer, um, that, you know, is sort of done in a different way mm-hmm. is, is how I get through my life. Right. Um, you know, and, and it's one of those things, like one of the greatest quotes I ever heard is Yvonne Chouinard from Patagonia. Um, the cure for depression is action. Right. Yeah. And, and essentially what you're talking about is taking it a step further and documenting those actions mm-hmm. to give you momentum. Yeah, absolutely. And, and a different outlook that of confidence and positivity. Oh, absolutely. And, and when we look at the research too, there was a good size meta analysis looking at goal attainment. And one of the things we see is when you focus on your progress, which I like to think of as just wins, your daily wins, when you focus on those, especially if you write them down or you share them publicly with other people, you're more likely to reach that goal. You're actually working towards that bigger goal. Mm -hmm. 
So there's benefits even just beyond retraining your brain that you're focusing yourself on what you're trying to accomplish. You're building that momentum of being proud of the little steps and it just feels better. Like, isn't that the goal to enjoy the journey? And for so many people like me who are ambitious or have all of these goals or adventurous even, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard to enjoy the journey. You're trying to get to the summit. You're trying to get to whatever that goal is. Mm -hmm. And you really have to slow yourself down and appreciate your daily life and, and the journey to get there. Well, I think it's really interesting, especially now during COVID, you know, it has forced everybody to reflect inwardly when we're stuck at home. Well, yes. listen, if you pay attention to the both the internet and the news, you realize there's a whole lot of non-reflectors out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We well. call them Karens. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the male equivalent, because we're not going to be sexist, the male equivalent is Bill. You're not Donald? Uh, no, that's two on the nose. <laughs> 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 right, like that's... Like that's like in a video game, when you get to the Donald, like that's the end level boss, you know. Um, no, I'm th- I'm I'm thinking, you know, the the male equivalent is is going to be Bill. Okay. You know. Yeah. So. Or um, Dick would be appropriate, but that's Dick, a good one. I like Dick. But that I I thought about that one, but it's it's again a it's little, a little too obvious, a but little too on the nose. <laughs> But um, no, it's 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 phenomenal. I mean, I, we've talked a bit about my one bad day that started off as a bad day during COVID and it turned into a good one. We had an episode on that, but everybody's going through this shit. Right? Yeah. I think especially at the beginning when it was a time of, in, of heightened anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't know where it was going to go and how it was going to come. And Catherine thought it was going to be Mad Max because... <laughs> <laughs> I went up full out, you know, yep. stacked up on, stocked up on uh, dehydrated food and gas canisters. <laughs> so any of you, <laughs> now that the, the outdoor stores have reopened and when you're going to buy your camping gear and nothing's left, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's Catherine's fault. Certainly that anxiety was there for me. Um, grazed a lot of insecurity. Mm. It was really interesting. That it, the things that I had not, that I still needed to work on. Right. I've heard a lot of people say that since COVID started. Yep. Which, um, so I started, oh man, quite a bit of a journey actually. Um, and it was, you know, a lot of people had plans. They had trips, right? Yeah. We had to make, we decided to cancel our trip to Utah just before they canceled all the flights or they, or uh, the Canadian government canceled or said that, you know, borders are closing. Mm-hmm. So that was quite stressful. And then just going back to the work that you're doing and what you're providing as a solution is so important. I mean, I started a, a work, a, a journey with mindfulness, mm. um, to slow my brain down, quite honestly, you know, I, I was, I've been doing through the DeRose Institute, the DeRose method. Um, they're it originated in Brazil and they have a, an institute in New York city, but so I participate virtually. Um, how long have you been doing that? Been doing that for almost eight weeks. Yeah, it's been amazing. Um, I, I would it say was, it was funny. I last Saturday, I got home, or was it Saturday? Oh, either way, I basically I got over to her place just before she started one, and so she's got her headphones no, on and 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 listening <laughs> to the computer. So you know, and it's it's whatever you know. That was a mental, mental yeah. visual, a mentalization. Yeah, and it. and you know, and doing and all, uh, and all of a sudden there's like. <laughs> 
<laughs> and like and it's like oh yeah is she watching porn <laughs> like it's just the, the, the you know and i sort of look over and it's like there's other people and like they're doing these breathing exercises and then they're oming and it's like oh okay i know what they're doing but but it was so funny because just because she like i'm not hearing anything because she's got her headphones on yeah and then all of a sudden there's just like the and it's like what the fuck <laughs> I mean, you know i'm playing yeah. like you know candy crush or some <laughs> shit on my phone you know waiting for her to do or whatever you know you know and it's like oh all right all right, all right. yeah so, I'm, d- um, I'm just saying it was it was amusing so just to uh recap here there's a there's a bunch of variations from yoga like mm-hmm. you know, physical movement to meditation this was mentalization and they did like a breathing technique is what it was yeah mm-hmm. meditation um what I really have enjoyed are the workshops. I did one on stress, managing stress, another yeah. one on um, emotional intelligence, but it's all around mindfulness. The one I'm doing right now is intentional living. Living. Mm. It's a 10 week course. It's one hour each week. And it's, it's really amazing. It's really, really good. And I think the one habit that I've picked up right away, um, I have these rituals, um, is just slowing down. And that was one of my goals was to um, more on the side of self-care and slowing down and um, not doing the to-dos on your list that are related to Live Wild Radio or to work, but to creativity, Mm. especially around growth. Because my value, my number one value is growth. And alongside that is adventure, idea exchange, conversations, online learning. That's all related to growth. I love that because of our traveling. That's all because of that. Cause I love growing. And what I lack right now is a lot of reading, you know, like for like fiction, nonfiction, whatever. Yeah. Um, online learning, those are in writing or even, um, painting, you know what I mean? Creating. Yep. So I find that when I do slow down and do those sorts of things, I feel really good. It's, um, and solutions come. So true. There's something about being very busy and stressed that that actually chokes out your creativity and problem solving. I remember very clearly last year when I had so much anxiety, you feel like there's no way out. Like you can't even problem solve effectively anymore. Yeah. And and you'll have people like Eric or whoever it is in your life telling you like, no, there's solutions. It'll, it'll, there's ways to figure this out. But it's so limiting being that stressed. Yeah. And there's something to taking that time to recharge or play or or do those things like painting that that makes you more creative and a better problem solver yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it, one of the things that I would always encourage people to do is um, doing things with intention, mm. with the with the mm. with the understanding that um, patterns that you create, you're developing a new skill. Like just like whether it's like riding your mountain bike or climbing or like learning to cook, right? These are skills that you'll be able to use later again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same thing with with mental conditioning, right? The, you're developing these skills. So like one of the one of the ones that uh, has been like a lifesaver for me is the almost like a like a and I don't know the best way to describe it, but uh, an ability to step out of myself. And go, oh, I'm broken today. Mm. Ah, so I can't trust the machine. <laughs> you know, and it's it's basically, it was like a therapist that helped me do it. Yep. Right? And now it's just a, like almost like an, like an automatic. 
where, you know, just like, you know, ripping down a downhill, you don't think about all the steps you put together on your mountain bike to go through those routes and make that corner, right? Mm -hmm. Because it happens too fast for you to think about, right? You've, you've developed the skill slowly, you know, the, the old adage, which is, you know, slow is smooth and smooth is fast, mm. right? You've, mm -hmm. you've developed those skills that they just become ingrained and they just happen automatically. Um, it's the same thing with a lot of your um, coping mechanisms, right? Like y your stress management. Um, because it, if I get to that point where, you know, and we've all experienced it, where that, that, that your heart's pounding and that tightness in your chest you know, and, and yep. your chest breathing, you're not breathing into your belly. Yep. And you're like, oh, the machine's not working. <laughs> right? Like, literally, that's the sort of the thing that pops in my head. Right? And, and I'm able to disassociate enough to go, oh, my meat wagon <laughs> isn't... Meat wagon? <laughs> yeah. You know, because uh, essentially that's what we are, right? We're this, you know, frame, which is our skeleton... Our nervous system, like, and I saw this great meme, right? Like our, um, our skeleton is the, the frame that holds everything together. Um, our nervous system is like a floating jellyfish, right? Because if you took, in, like, you know, if you've ever seen the, like any of those cadaver autopsies. Yeah. And the whole nervous system pulled out, it yep. looks like a jellyfish, right? And then, you know, it's all in the meat wagon. <laughs> you know, it's in this meat suit. Um, and so if you, if you develop that ability to go oh okay i can't trust the machine today mm -hmm. right um like Catherine and i always have these discussions about feelings and things um they don't matter well and and f and and it, it, i'm kind of flipping when i say feelings don't matter yeah right but it's more just a thing of for myself i won't be guided by them because i can't trust them mm. right because i will have everything in my life going perfectly and feel like the world's ending. Yep. Well, then it's not a thing that feelings aren't a thing to go by, right? Like if you analyze and go, this is good, this is good, this is good, this is good, this is good. You know, by all measures, my life is good. And I feel like my dog died. Yeah. <laughs> and he's sitting over there, you know, being the little shit that he is. <laughs> um, then you run into the thing where you go, okay, well, then then that is not reliable data, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and, and what do you do then? when you, Once you've determined you can't trust those feelings and it's one of those days. I do something. Mm. And usually something physical, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like... You can change your body. Your yeah, body like or. basically a, I'll focus on breathing. Like that, the first thing I'll do is, you know, anywhere from like three to five minutes of box breathing. Yep. You know, the four, 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 four. Um, very simple. Uh, the breathing right there is one of the simplest things just to downregulate the system. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. Get out for some sort of aerobic exercise or just get your heart rate up. Right. I like, I, and it's one of those things that I realize like I, I, anybody who's suffering like severe depression, like that dark black hole right your body aches mm -hmm. you know it, it, it there is a force of will that has to take place mm. to to make that initial step that movement yeah. right um the plus that i've had now is that i've had so many years you know because i've raced mountain bikes and climbing and all of these things have rituals involved with them 
right? Like I went for a bike to ride today, right? So there's, you know, the, the process of stripping down naked because you put bib shorts on and you can't have your shirt on when you have put your bib shorts on because your bib shorts have shoulder <laughs> straps. Then you put your jersey on, right? And you can have socks on before or after. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, and it, but, but that process of like then filling up, you know, I'm going on a mountain bike, so filling up your water bottle and filling up your camelback, like those sometimes take a bit of force of will to like just force yourself to do. Mm-hmm. But once, uh, once you've developed a habit of these things, and this is the thing I love with the way that you can almost hack your brain. Um, once you've developed the habit, right? Like this ritual, mm-hmm. this is how I get ready for this thing. Yep. And your brain almost knows that, oh yeah, when you do this thing, you feel better, blah, blah, blah. And so when you even start the ritual, it already downregulates mm. you. Makes sense. Right? Mm. You know, because I remember years ago, I'd run into the thing where like, uh, uh, couldn't find a clean pair of shorts and you know so like like my normal drawers that have all my bike shorts in them um and and it was like almost this like suicide spiral <laughs> right because i couldn't start the ritual oh. <laughs> and literally i went and wore like i went for a ride in like you know dirty bike shorts like i went rummaging through the laundry because i hadn't <laughs> done my laundry you know and you know, when I, when I was racing, I would be riding, you know, like multiple times a week, like every day. So mm-hmm. then, you know, maybe I've got five or six pairs of shorts. Well, they're all in the laundry. And then it's just like, you know, like the, the force of will was to go grab a dirty pair, you know, because fuck it, you'll you'll survive. <laughs> but then that thing of like, there was almost like this, uh, like as I pull the shoulder straps up before I put my shirt on, my jersey on, there was like, like this, uh, okay, we I know where we're going. You know, but there was like a weird almost panic attack because I couldn't find a clean pair of shorts. That's interesting. Have you noticed the two of you through COVID? First of all, have you experienced anxiety during COVID? Did you have any sense of that? I definitely did at the beginning. Yeah, I I felt pretty panicked. I think I was up late researching it all the time, which doesn't help anxiety. Yeah. But you feel like you have to. Um. I don't know if I, I wasn't quite having panic attacks yet, but I was getting pretty close at the beginning. Okay. Feeling, and it would just be a completely random situation that it would feel like it came up and thinking, whoa, I haven't felt this for a while. And, and going back to the tools I have, breath work being huge to calm me down or going outside. But at the beginning, I definitely had more anxiety like that and had to focus on, you know, going back to tactics to reduce it. What about you, Eric? Yeah, I definitely had anxiety about what was going on in the world, where, what direction things would potentially go. Yeah. And was definitely struggling with the inability to take part in my activity of choice for stress relief, which was rock climbing. I know. When that, when that closed, oh, yeah. it was kind of like, oh, the world is ending. Because <laughs> yeah. of, all, of all facilities to take their time to reopen a, a gym whether it's a climbing gym or a, just a regular gym we call them gym gyms the gym gym <laughs> <laughs> they for sure would be the last facility to reopen again if ever so that yeah it i, I was struggling with my routine because i would go to the gym so frequently throughout the week whether it's just for a short little session just to clear my brain mm-hmm. had to 
think of new new uh, um, coping mechanisms. Yeah. That so. was actually something I was nervous about, how you would deal with not being able to climb. Because I, I think on one of our past episodes, I actually said if Eric is upset or in a funk, I tell him to go climb. Mm-hmm. And now that's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just been taken I'm away. surprised you guys didn't like build one of those like garage climbing you know like like you uh, climb your kitchen you know we, put the, put the cans ironically <laughs> i had just sold about probably 200 climbing holds to some random person that was building a <laughs> climbing gym in their backyard yeah we actually um, had a, a little little very small climbing wall in our garage when we were living in milton yeah. too i did not predict that it was gonna have this severe um I guess just the, the closures with these gyms so so quickly. Like it, it hadn't yet come to fruition when I had decided to sell all these, both hardware and climbing holds. And I had a bunch of plywood panels that I could have put together a nice little <laughs> climbing wall. Eric, yeah, I'm curious. What would you say that you did to replace climbing to help you deal with with your feelings? That's a good question. Um, going for walks. That's we did a lot of sure. that in the beginning. We were going very religiously, like two, three times a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that became a ritual? That yeah. became a ritual, yep. Lunchtime walks, evening walks. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Oh, my God. I'm the garbage picker, upper. What? Yeah, I'm obsessed with picking up trash since I can't. Oh. <laughs> since my injury, <laughs> like my elbow, breaking my elbow can't ride and i am obsessed today i couldn't go for my ride in the morning i had a half hour i'm like okay i'll go pick up cigarettes but i have a garbage picker trash picker yeah we have those too yeah and so they're great it's actually a lot of fun but i tell you whenever (laughs) i see people with dogs i you know how there's racial profiling here with the police and stuff like i'm like that dog profiler that you drop your shit in the (laughs) Yeah, I can't help it because I want to give them dirty looks. I don't. I don't. I've resisted. Okay. But this urge is strong. <laughs> well, because uh, it's the thing that has never made any sense to me. So the people will take their dogs on a hike on the trail, right? Take your dog on a walk. That's cool. I got a dog. And they've got little shit bags. Mm-hmm. So they pick up the dog's shit in a plastic bag and then throw it off in the forest yeah. or hang it yeah. on a tree. That uh, I don't understand. Hanging on the tree just drives me nuts. Like, like don't get me wrong. Like, y- you should clean up after your dog. But if you're going to be, like, a complete tool bag, just let them <laughs> shit in the forest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's never going to biodegrade in a goddamn plastic bag hanging <laughs> from a tree branch. Like, like the, the thought of these people, like, I don't understand. Yeah. Maybe right? they're going to collect it on their way out. You never know. You know, know, it's like... Uh, um. Because it's it's one of those things where we're, uh, like, say, hiking through Pusslinch, like one of the areas. Yeah. It's both hiking and mountain biking out there. And you're, but it's also where a lot of people come and bring their dog for a walk. And the the little tied up shit bag hanging from a branch, <laughs> like it's a Christmas decoration. <laughs> yeah. I I don't understand. Like, I, like, you know, I try to do the thing with anything of, like, put yourself in the other person's shoes. Mm-hmm. Right? What's the thought process? Yeah, I don't know if you're ever going to understand that one. You know? Like, I cleaned up after my dog. 
And I thought you would like to see that I did. I, I, uh, I'm lost. What I find picking up the garbage, funny enough, is very therapeutic. I don't know why. Oh, because you're actually making a difference. You're yeah. doing something. I think that's part of it. I feel like it's, you know, I don't volunteer all that often. <laughs> Although I actually, um, I started weeding my, this church's, oh, this is funny. This church is gardening because it drove the shit out of me because I used <laughs> really? to garden. Yeah. And I was looking for a house to adopt that needed it. Especially I'm looking for like the old lady, right? Yeah. Or somebody that could use the help. But I see this garden. And so I called them. I'm like, I'm not, they're like, are you a parishioner here? I'm like, I'm not, I don't go to your church. Is that a problem? <laughs> 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 I just want a garden. And, and a sorry, Mr. Priest, I'm definitely not bringing my kids here. <laughs> Like, I wonder, I wonder, like, you know, and this is, this is a legit thing. I wonder if COVID has cut down on priests molesting children. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, it definitely has, I would assume. Yeah, like, like, I'm just looking on bright sides of COVID. (laughs) Because every time I bring it up, like, obviously, because, you know, you grew up Catholic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because every time I bring it up, and it, this is a legit issue of like one of the biggest organizations in the world mm-hmm. shuttling pedophiles all around mm-hmm. rather than getting them prosecuted and thrown in jail, right? And they're paying off victims to shut them up and all this kind of thing. Um, and so to me, you know, if, if um, people staying out of church, particularly the Catholic church because they have a history... Um, has cut down on children being molested. These are wins we need to celebrate. It's true. Yeah. There are some wins in COVID. Yeah. There's a lot of them. <laughs> you know, we just need to look at the, you know, the underside. Yeah. But um, I, think, I think the ritual little bit is interesting. So I'm hearing, you know, you're walking three times a day. I, I've got my steps to, when I don't have my kids, 10,000 steps a day. And there was we we sort of did a loop up in the lollipop street you have over here. Oh yeah. Um, and the, the going by the park, um, uh, it, it said uh, coyotes may enter. We <laughs> oh, have yeah, a we lot have of, coyotes. of coyotes. Yeah, we've seen some even at eight in the morning. You've seen one at noon in the neighborhood. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's one of these things of like the, uh, what looks like a like a little mangy wolf. Yeah. Just strolling down your neighborhood street. Like I've had this, like there's the, the woodlot across the street from my house mm-hmm. um, has coyotes in it. And oh, yeah. sometimes when I, t- my dog's a pug, right? So, you know, he's not the biggest, toughest guy. <laughs> he thinks he is, but he's, you know. <laughs> and so I've had times I'm walking him like just up the street and then the coyotes come out of the woodlot. Right. Because, you know, they're, they're predators. Yep. Right. And it's like that. And it's funny because I've never had them come out when I'm just walking by myself. Mm-hmm. But you're, I'm walking a little dog. They know. Yeah. You know, and it's like, listen, you little fuckheads. <laughs> 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 you know, uh, I, I, I've done the thing of like pick up rocks and throw at them and things. Coming for your dog. Yeah, for really? sure. Wow. You know, and I'm one of those stupid fucks that would get between the coyote and my dog. Uh, so, <laughs> Yeah. I like my dog. So. But, but yes. I love what you're doing. Honest to gosh. Like you have the face group, Facebook uh, group. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, where know, we share wins and celebrate wins together. Yeah. And then you did the punch fear in the face. Yeah. Which was really cool. I mean, 
the the group that was there encouraging each other and I think the relationships that have been formed through people connecting with each other afterwards is really cool yeah absolutely and that was an event that that was just spurred by my own excitement after facing fears so I actually had a chance to go live with someone who seemed pretty famous to me, made uh-huh. me nervous, okay. and talk about the wind journal, completely impromptu. Awesome. Okay. And I was terrified. I, I did go on because yeah. I knew I had to. Was it to. Justin Bieber? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> not, not of that size. Because I, I ride by, by, you know, by his house like when I go mountain biking. <laughs> Like he lives in Cambridge at Thor Puss Lunch. It's weird. Does yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, he does. He oh. he he bought paddle boards from my store. Oh no way! Yeah, the Beebs came in. Are you, you know, Pardon? <laughs> the Beebs. Are you a fan? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's, but that's my point. <laughs> yeah, but I'll call him the Beebs. But yeah, so I'm, I not, I'm not a believer or anything. <laughs> not that far. <laughs> no, but the All Beebs. Right. Well, I went on this this live and I was terrified. Uh-huh. Like legs shaking like Elvis thank goodness you can only see you know the upper half because I was just trembling (laughs) you know it's bad when the boobs bounce (laughs) (laughs) I should watch back and see if you can see that that would be interesting (laughs) but I went on for 30 minutes and it felt good I I just felt like almost like a high after to to face my fear like that and it was kind of good that I didn't have too much time to think about it yeah but in that same event, the, the host challenged me to do an improv class online because I always wanted to try improv, but it was one of those things I was very scared of sounding dumb or saying something stupid or not knowing what I was going to say. All you got to remember is yes and. <laughs> yeah, which I've learned now. Um, but he said, and I said, oh, I wanted to do that, but COVID's in the way. And he called me out, rightfully so. And he said, there's online improv. Just do it. Face yeah. the fear. And did a you week record it. I, I did. I recorded I recorded a before, which is me being like, oh, my God, my heart's pounding. Why am I doing this? I want to quit. Yeah. And then I recorded how I felt after. Nice. And I'm just on top of the world. Cool. And wow. it's I think I think it's on our YouTube channel or if it's not, I'm putting it on soon. Yeah. But there was just that feeling of complete excitement. Yeah. And it didn't even matter. Like, sure, I could have done a better job on the live. I could have done a better job doing improv whatever but the feeling of doing something you're afraid of yeah and getting to the other side yeah was well, something that was amazing to me well that's the thing people need to understand it's binary right mm-hmm. it's like you die or you succeed yeah. like there's only two choices right like it, 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 so it, it's one of those things where most of the things that we're afraid of aren't actually going to kill us mm-hmm you know, even even things that have some risk, like rock climbing. Um, you know, you have a belayer, you have quick draws and anchors, and so yep. the the odds of death, uh, uh, unless you're doing an Alex Honnold free <laughs> solo kind of shit, even the odds of death are very low, right? Yes. You know, so it's one of those things where that, and and that's always one of the things that that has let me. Um, uh, attempt things mm-hmm. is I literally play out worst case scenario in my head. Mm. I'm poor and homeless. Mm. Okay, well I can live in the woods. <laughs> I, I I I know what plants I can eat. <laughs> I know how to make traps. Like like if everything fails, 
Yeah. Well, I'm still going to be fine. It's not ideal, but I'm not going to die. Absolutely. Right? Like, uh, so, so if you play out the worst case, like, you know, and you're still kicking, well, then you have a chance tomorrow. Right? And, and, and again, I think that's one of the biggest things for people is being able to just sort of formulate in your head, right? Because most of the things we're most afraid of is looking stupid. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. But if you yeah. already go into it going, I'm a fucking moron. Of course I look stupid. <laughs> Like everything I do, like, and this is the thing. When we first started this, yeah, right. Catherine's like, ah, but you know, we're not going to be any good. It's like, of course we're not. We haven't done this before. Yep. We're going to look stupid. Yeah. Like the fact that our first episode wasn't complete shit was yeah. a was a monumental win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Our second episode is passable. <laughs> that's that's that's, a, a that's win. the Super Bowl. <laughs> right. Like because anything you're new at, you're going to suck at. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that that this thing that we w- for us that was new, we didn't s- completely suck at. Like it was listenable, people liked it. Well, then we're 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 like a thousand feet up, mm-hmm. right? You know, and that's the thing that that people run into. It's like oh, I don't want to try a new thing because I don't know how to do it. Of, of course, you don't know how to do it. It's new. You've never done it before. Like what? Why would you think you know how to do it? Yeah. Why? Why do you think you're not going to suck? Right? Like anything new you do, if you already have the thing in your head, it's like, I'm going to be trash. <laughs> and I'm fine with that because I'm supposed to be trash. Then you go into it with a different mindset. It's also one of those things that the more you face these fears, whether it's of appearing stupid or whatever it is, you just want to do more and you believe you can do more. Mm-hmm. That's the big thing. And I mean, for me, I went on that live and I did improv and then it's like, okay, what's next? And part of that is just my overachiever personality. But after that, I decided, okay, I'm going to host a live just where I talk about the research behind the wind journal and these things that I'm passionate about. And we did that. And after that, that was my first time actually hosting live myself, which I loved and felt so energized. I just thought, how can I get other people to do this Mm -hmm. and to share their ideas? Mm -hmm. And one of my best friends, she has this great business idea that she's had for over two years. She even has a prototype. And it's the fear of what people will think holding her back from launching it. And I just started thinking, like, how can we get people to face their fear? And how can we do it in a supportive environment? My background, I did my master's focusing on soft skill development. And a big thing is you learn those kind of skills, whether it's communication, networking, presentation, stress management, you learn it through doing. Mm -hmm. And you need those experiential events. So I thought, let's have people come on and just pitch in a safe environment. Mm -hmm. And no joke, we, we launched the idea two weeks after I had it. It was two weeks after I did my first live stream that I hosted. <laughs> and I brought my friend Stephanie Gnea on board. She's the one with that great business idea who had never launched it, mm-hmm. even though she's sitting with it. And I thought, let's bring people on. Let's hear what people's businesses are, are ideas are. Mm-hmm. Their business, their passion project, whatever it is, let's t- take people who are afraid of going live, which is most people, even now that I've done lives, I'm nervous before. I think that's normal. It, it, nervous? Like, as long as you don't pee your pants. <laughs> um, as somebody who's, like, gone on stage for years and years, like, DJing yep. and a bunch of other shit, um, 
if you're not nervous, it means you don't care. I love that. I no. say that all the time. I got a question. I want to know from everybody here, what, what is a fear that you have right now that you'd like to get over? I need to think a little bit on that. That's all right. Do you have one off the top of your head, Eric? I'm afraid to tell my bosses that I'm going to be moving. Potentially <laughs> 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 quitting. <laughs> but you're still going to do the job. Yeah. So you're not quitting. Well, it will potentially turn into a two weeks notice situation if I'm expected to come back. Yeah, but that's you have a year right. I got three. Well, no, he's got four months because we're months, talking January. Yeah. If they if, if oh, they come back in January. So it's January. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing. Everybody, and I know that they're more corporate um, and maybe, you know, older school mind of thinking, but you can't be the only young person there. And I, I just feel like it's so it's becoming so much more acceptable mm-hmm. right, for Hopefully. people to yeah. work remotely. But, um, yeah, but that's interesting. How about you, Winston? I, I got to say my... What's your fear? The w- and, and it's not a fear. Uh, it, it, I don't know if it's a fear. Um, it's more more of that, uh, like, acceptance of, you know, I'm 49 years old now, right? So maybe I got, like... 20 good years left. Right? You know, because that puts me 69. Or maybe it's 25 or whatever it is. It's like, I like my life. You know, so it's the thing that pops in my head every now and again. Is that uh, the ride doesn't last forever. Mm -hmm. Right? So it's like, how do you make it as, um, you know, there's sort of the, the two prongs to it of like, not wasting any of it, but you're still human, so you gotta have some rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but then the the other part of it is like you know y- the thing that will pop in your head every now and again of like, uh, have you made any sort of difference in the world? You know, and I think that's one of those things you you can never know. Right. Like I, I know on an individual level, there's people who've come up to me and it's like, oh, man, you really taught me this and thank you. And da da da. you know, so you, like I know I've affected individuals. Yeah. Um, but it's that kind of thing of like, it, uh, you know, I'm not going to be in any history books. Right. So it's it, it's that kind of deal of like uh, that butterfly effect. Have I left uh, enough of an imprint to make the world a better place. You know, so that's that's the thing that I think about. And I someday someday my dick's not going to work. I mean, that's going to be, <laughs> you know. That'll be interesting. You know. <laughs> like, that's when it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> so I'm just saying. These are things I think about. I'm afraid of the day my dick doesn't work. <laughs> You know, but if you've if you've ever inadvertently seen lemon That's okay, parts, you've got other parts. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but if you've ever inadvertently um, been rickrolled to lemonparty.com, uh, you realize that you know, old guys still got it. <laughs> How about you? I think a fear 
I'm dealing with right now is being comfortable being more of an expert and kind of stepping into that expertise. That's not a comfortable position for me. And to put my thoughts and what I've learned out there and be very confident in it is a challenge and not something I'm used to, but something I know I need to do to be able to help more people. And that's something I'm fearful of, but working through. Yeah, like that's, you know, because I've had that in a bunch of different fields, Mm -hmm. you know, presenting information and and presenting it from that, you know, experts. uh, I I always sort of say, like, you know, um, I can help your problem. I will never claim to be an expert. Mm. Right. Because I don't even think it's the the even term, but just putting out my message more. Mm hmm. More well, often, more confidently. Well, and th- this is a question I have because uh, Catherine and I talk about this, you know, because she's much more concerned with what other people think. Yep. Um, so first I'll go to Eric. Um, do you really give a, you know, like in the broad spectrum, give a shit what other people think? No, it's more just in the moment. you feeling afraid of what people think of you in the moment. But in the grand scheme of things, no, I don't I don't really care. Whereas Alyssa? It's a good question. Um, I definitely care in the moment. In the grand scheme of things, I don't know. But I think I think it always goes back to I want to help as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. Yet also recognizing that my message, if it's good, should polarize some people. Yeah. It's not going to be for everyone. And I think that's going to be... We haven't gotten to that point yet mm-hmm. where, you know, there's people who it really doesn't resonate who end up around or say anything. But it's something I'm going to have to do that feels uncomfortable. And, and I'm scared of what people think. Yet it's quite silly. Like even before people came on, the speakers came on, punch fear in the face live. Mm-hmm. A lot of them afterwards told me they were very fearful of what the audience would say. The commenters. Because oh, really? it's the internet. Yeah. I've heard that. Yeah, that's never happened to me. It's one of those things. We think people are thinking about us a lot more often than they are and that they're actually, they care. Yeah, and that that's actually one of the most important things to realize is most people don't give a fuck about you. No. Right? So do you, like, figure out the thing that, that, that just gets you that, that, that caffeine boost in the morning. Mm-hmm. Right? Because... Um, yes, you know, and if you are good at what you do, you will have people that hate you. Yeah. You know, like, and and it's the thing, like, because I would expect, like, if we sort of went hard, you know, like my little rant about the people who pick up after their dog and then hang it like a Christmas tree <laughs> ornament, well, those specific people might be pissed, you know, and guess what? I want those people to stop, you know, turn their eyeballs 180 degrees inside their head and look at themselves and go... Wait a second. Why the fuck am I like? Because guess what? Your little doggy bags, even if they say biodegradable, at best, years. It's years, uh-huh. right? And they, they don't know. Yeah, and and we don't we don't need your, you know. It's the same thing. Like when I when I run into like people who don't understand, leave no trace, right? They eat an apple or and pitch the core, or they eat a banana peel, or eat a banana and then pitch the peel. Mm-hmm. It's like. Was that banana grown here? Like, I mean, here, here, where you threw it. 
No, then pick the fucking thing up and take it out with you. And and your Tim Hortons coffee. Oh, yeah. Well, the cups <laughs> might eventually biodegrade because they are paper based. Yeah, it takes years. The yeah, lids takes don't. Like, yeah. Um, and it like, the the rule that I have for people: if you would not just fucking throw it in your own yard, <laughs> then don't throw it out in the woods. Don't throw it on the trail. Like That's a good I, simple rule. Yeah, like I don't know why this is complicated to people. Yeah. You know, like I've had the thing where, you know, like I've, I've taken a gel out of my Jersey pocket riding and I, you know, when I slip it back in, I actually noticed that it fall. Like I didn't get it in my pocket. I stop, go back and pick the fucking thing up. Mm -hmm. Like, am I going to like end global warming by going and picking (laughs) up a gel packet? No, but it's more just think of things of like, um, if you were looking at it from the outside, would you think yourself of being an asshole? And do you want to be an asshole? Like, stop it. <laughs> you know, I and and I think maybe my my um, approach to it because I've been seeing it for so long. <laughs> well, I'd like to see more people picking up garbage. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I was guilty of that, you know, not too long ago, where I kept saying, "Oh shit, I should bring out, you know, a thing, right? I should bring out." the bags right mm-hmm. and now i'm obsessed but that's because i have nothing better else to do yeah well once i get her once her elbow's good and i've got her mountain bike and she's like oh well someday we'll pick up that trash <laughs> <laughs> although you'd be so proud of me today yeah i literally because i was thinking of you good on my ride as you should um which potentially could lead to tor- horrible crashes <laughs> I stopped and picked up a few things I saw. That's awesome. Because, it, like, you know, they were, like, right there. so trail adjacent that I couldn't, like, you know, pretend I didn't see them. <laughs> um, That's a win. It I is. picked them up. That's awesome. And then when I, when I got back to the parking lot, yeah. I took them out of my jersey pocket, nice. threw them in the garbage. That's awesome. You know, so, so that's the effect you've had on me. That's awesome. Yay. Yeah, I, uh, um, yeah, I think so much more could be done there. Catherine, before yeah. we lose it, yeah. what's something you were afraid of lately? Um, I'm afraid, and I have been for a while, of not professionally growing and doing something different than economic development. Mm. And that's a big deal for me because I actually care more about what people think about me professionally than casually. Like, my friends, I don't give a shit. Like I, I Yeah, it shows. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm really, like, you know, chill and care. You know, I don't care. Like, I, I really... I'm a goofball, mm-hmm. right? And it's starting to come out at work a little bit, and they laugh, and they think it's hilarious. But, um, you know, I do enjoy what I do. I've been growing, but I will forever g- regret, you know, not moving around more. Mm. You know, if I'm on my deathbed, I'll regret not having done that because I was afraid. I was afraid of the what next because part of me doesn't know what that what next is. That's what and we're just, going through. And I just want to grow. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so this is why the podcast is so important to me because I am, it's a passion project, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, I have a great boss. She's very supportive in, you know, investing in us and she wants, they're going to support and enroll me in some communication courses. So I'm excited about that. Um, cause I want to use that towards what I want to do next and I can help them. Right. And I can still do stuff, but that's hard for me. That's really, really hard because I really don't know what that is. Mm. And I'm still figuring that out. Although it's becoming, I think there's an opportunity with all the um, 
adventuring, like the the ability to work remotely, and the the probably the sales and more vans. I would love to work for a company like that. Yeah, and help them market that and build a community and tell stories. And honestly, that's what I would love to do. But I can still do that on the side as far as what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And I can still network with those people, right? Yep. So I can see that as a, a transition, but I just want to grow and I just want to do what I love. And part of it is figuring that out. What is that? But I, and I kind of know what that is, but it's making that it's leap. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> to doing what I love. <laughs> I wish I had a drum. Bum <laughs> bum. Yeah. So it's that would be. Um, you know, I've been in the industry for what. 20 years it's a long time it is a long time two decades because you haven't sort of uh both through life and and figuring out what you want to do yeah. you know you've you've stayed in roughly the same role well, gradually grown in it oh i have yeah i've been really lucky because um there have been enough changes in ceos or i've really been around for a while um i've been in different positions so i get bored if i'm not Mm-hmm. learning and I'm at a, a change where I need to see a bit of a change like and I'm seeing obviously through COVID you're learning new skills right so that's great but yeah I'm ready to grow I'm ready for a new growth opportunity to say that online that's hard mm-hmm. but you know what that's the truth why should I be ashamed of it I think that's a big achievement for me to even say that and there's nothing wrong with that that's huge but it's Hey, if you if you're not wanting to grow, then I think in a way that's not great to have an employee that doesn't want to grow. Like I do, right? Mm-hmm. I can understand why that's that's a fear. I mean, a little different, but I th- I think Eric's feeling similar, and not knowing what's coming next. And See, I mean, all we you touched gotta, on that in our all first you podcast. Know, all you have to do is know how to do a few different traps, um, and know a few <laughs> edible plants. <laughs> <laughs> right like it's uh, like my quite honestly like like the idea that everything could go to complete shit i could be homeless i can go live in the woods and i know how to like i'm not gonna die it you would be blown away with how much like fearlessness it gives me in the rest of my life because if everything else falls apart it's like i'll figure it out <laughs> it's embar- it, that's empowering part for sure my, part of my problem though is that I'm comfortable with what I, with, you know, my salary. I'm comfortable with um, not having to go through a learning growth curve. Although there has been with COVID and, yep. you know, there's different things. And I do like that. But, y- you know, the six, the first six months of any new job, right, is yep. can be stressful. And so, but I'm most, there's that. That's fine. I'm, I'm actually not too worried about that. What I'm worried about is, is this the next right decision? Like, it's mm. almost like, and somebody said to me, Catherine, it doesn't have to be perfect. It's true. Right. It doesn't even have to be that that's the next right solution for you, but it's a path of growth. And honestly, I think I'm at a point and I have to say I'm at a position point that I'm quite comfortable with my team. I like my team. You know what I mean? So and you love people. I do. But it's, it's not even about that anymore. It's about a new environment to grow within. Mm. And that's legit. So I would never be ashamed to say that. Like, that's a big secret because I think that's admirable. You I agree. You want to grow. 
And you can't always do it in the exact same environment, even the same industry that you're in. That's right. Like some people, like, you know, they're lifting in their own gym and then they reach a point and then they've got to go train at Westside. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little throwback to the powerlifters out there. Uh, you know. I think it's a thing, too, that you, you don't need to have a perfect plan. Take messy steps forward. I mean, even even with my business, the Wind Journal, I mean, doing these, these, these live free events on fear, sure, it's winning over fear. I can make the connections, but it's just moving towards the things that excite me. Helping people focus on their wins, helping them win over fear. And part of the magic is I don't know what the business is going to look like in a year. And that's exciting. I think as long as you keep following the things that give you energy, that even on those hard days you enjoy... Yeah. And wouldn't want to give up on, you'll you'll find the path or and the path will find you. Yeah. And that's why we're kind of shifting and we're, we're going to do an episode on that where we're going with Live Wild Radio because it's mm-hmm. shifting a little bit. But what I've done in this workshop is I've learned more about the things that matter to me, what my core values are, like actually taking a hard look at that, but also the things that I'm really good at. Right. Mm-hmm. So rather than always focusing on your weaknesses, let's focus on what you're good at. Good at build those skills, do them with more frequency, talk to mentors, people who are good at them too, to see what they're doing. Right. Yep. And, um, and lean in towards that. So that's what I'm, that's the path I'm starting to take. What would you say your strengths are? I would say. Her deadlift's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, My, my, you know, my pull. Yeah. Very, very strong (laughs) row. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say definitely my strengths would be uh, my ability to connect with people. I think I'm one on one in particular really good at that, um, and I think I have a real positive outlook and my just ability to engage with people. I can do that. Those are huge strengths. So, yeah, so that's actually, and you know, so if if that's a strength, then I should obviously be connecting with more people, more <coughs> networks, and. But where it's authentic, like I will never ever do anything that it's not authentic, because it's just not me. So yeah, well, it's connecting because you find something engaging or interesting, or yeah. you know, That's what I love. versus I I'm gonna connect because I know I can sell you some shit. Where <laughs> I, I want this outcome and I think you can give it to me. Like that to me is very snaky. Like, well, it's mm-hmm. transactional. I don't like that. That's not me. I couldn't do it. You know, and and, and one of the things that I think, uh, like Alyssa hit on. Um, is the idea of do what you love and you'll figure out how to make some money off of it. Yes, yes. Right. You know, because it's that kind of thing. Like if you are helping people, if you're getting people on the path, then whether you have like a a membership site, um, an app, the book for sale, like getting people to go... You know, like basically inadvertently pay you for the help you've given them. Mm-hmm. Because, w- and this is one of the things I always found. Like for a long time, like with my bike shop, I did a, um, you know, and this is sort of in the, the magic days of the early internet. I did a blog. I didn't even know what the blog was. I was just putting stuff on my website. <laughs> right. Um, and it was a thing where, where I got... I stole the idea of like the workout of the day from CrossFit 
Oh, yeah. Right? But because I'm a cycling shop and a cycling coach, I put a beginner, intermediate, and advanced programs, but I only release them one day at a time. Um, So rather than, you know, like with an athlete, if you booked me, I would plan out like six months for you or whatever, right? Whereas with this, like I planned it out, but I would only release the workouts one day at a time. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it would have, you know, obviously your, your bike workouts, um, and then your cross training, you know, which is sort of strength training, core, that kind of thing. And your mobility work. Um, cause I had the idea, you know, this is sort of the way that I presented to people is like, there's your cycling specific fitness, your chassis and, you know, your mobility. Uh, and so, you know, I, I, that's the way I presented it. And I was just putting these free workouts out every day, right? Whether it's your rest times and, you know, building and all that kind of shit. And then what I ran into is like six months later, I had a guy come into the shop. And he's like, are you Winston? And it's like, yeah, yeah. You know, and he's like, I want to buy stuff from you. And it's like, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, um, I've been following this program you put out every day and you, you like, I, I can't tell you like how much help it gave me, blah, blah, you know, like da, 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 da. I just want to buy stuff to say thank you. No way. Right. So it, it's that kind of thing where like, if you have this positive effect on people and it might always not, might not always be as blatant as that, mm-hmm. but there's this thing where you run into where you're, you're putting this thing out into the world. Um, and obviously with online creators, there's things like Patreon, right? Where it's like, hey, if you like what we're doing, you know, if you, you know, it's like go on like a bucket episode or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever it is, you know, and there's different levels and you get perks and all that kind of thing. But it's the idea of like people want to be invested. If they like something, they're willing to throw you some shekels, <laughs> Um, and so, you know, in your case, you know, whether it's, you know, the, the, the wind journal and, you know, uh, I don't know if you already have the idea of like an online membership app or not app, but, um, online membership site. Yeah. Um, it's something we definitely think about, you know, with forums and all yep. that, you know, but, but these are different ways of monetizing things yep. because if, if you can have a positive effect on people's lives, they, not all, right. Um, but some people and enough, right? Because w- this is the thing that I love about the internet. Um, the internet touches, you know, most of the people on the planet. Um, you know, obviously the stuff we're doing, we're, we're talking about the English speaking part of it. Mm-hmm. What are we talking? Like 3 billion people, you know, that, that, whether it's their first or second language, they can make their way with English. Um, you run into the thing. Like if you get the tiniest, tiniest sliver of that pie, you're fine. You're doing great. Oh, you know and the, great, the great thing for us is we only need so many supporters to live in the van. Yeah. <laughs> but, that, but, and that, but that's just it. Like, well, that's the <laughs> idea is that people are trying to find their tribe, right? Yeah. They're trying to find people that they connect with, that, that get them have the same values. Um, and what's interesting with what's happened with COVID is that we're all going through a major shift, a lot of it being around mental health, 
together yep. at the same time, right? Um, I found that interesting internationally speaking. Yeah, I think one of the biggest how, things how people are, are kind of like focus a little bit on the same things, you know, what I mean? or asking similar questions. Mm-hmm. I w- I wonder with COVID, um, how uh, like a lot of the mental health barriers um, almost seem to be knocked down because of it, right? Like the stigmas. Yeah. Right, because it's one of those things where. When everything was fine and normal, any of us that were suffering, there was always that little bit of a weird stigma, like, what's your problem? Yeah. Yep. Right? And, and you know, it's it's the thing of, like, mental health is a real thing, and, you know, you know, you almost, you know, it's it, it, it was kind of this thing where you were having to stand up and, uh, you know, and it was getting better. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, because... I, I very rarely ever hear people just tell me to get over it anymore. <laughs> um, but now the fact that the entire world is affected by it, right? People that never had any mental health issues or n- didn't think they did are now like mental health is a real thing, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, even on, on punch fear in the face live, we had someone talking about anxiety and and everyone in the audience was relating. 2020 is the anxiety year. Yeah. Even if you've never felt anxiety, how can you not when this is going on and there's so much uncertainty? Yeah. It's I think it definitely helps reduce stigma. It's another win, COVID win. Yeah. yeah. Like and that that's the thing. Like th- there's a number of negatives. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not saying this is a great thing. Yeah. But <laughs> it, but it's a thing. Like there's nothing you can do. You can't make it stop. Right. So, so, uh, anybody who watched any of the old Star Trek, well, not old Star Treks, the newer Star Treks, but not the newest Star Treks, um, but Deep Space, Deep Space Nine, mm. the Ferengi, um, they, they always had, you know, they were there, this super business race, you know, and they had this, uh, uh, you know, the Ferengi rules of acquisition. Uh, I actually bought the book. <laughs> But one of the things was, you know, um, in, in, in and I'm misquoting a little bit probably, but, you know, in every situation, um, there is profit, right? Like there, there is an upside to everything or most things, you know? Um, and, and so that's the thing of like, look at how we can, you know, we can't stop, you know, what's happening. Um, we can't make the virus just magically disappear, but we can look at how we can make the world a better place. Yeah, people are yes. looking for solutions. Yeah, and and also just look at the plus sides that come out of it. Like, don't just be, yeah. you know, because like a lot of creativity is coming out of it. absolutely innovation. Yeah. That was the first thing that I thought of. I'm like, oh, so we're just taking all the industry and shaking it up, mm-hmm. <laughs> and what's going to happen? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, a lot of things are changing, which I actually kind of got a little excited about me like, too you know like just the creativity like it's not going to be the same old same old you know which is going to be an opportunity for others to rise yeah uh, it's not going to be comfortable but it's interesting yeah like we are living the fortune cookie <laughs> right i i say this so often that people are probably fucking sick of me saying it but you know it's that for fortune cookie may you live in interesting times <laughs> <laughs> um 
you know, be, even though fortune cookies yeah. are an American <laughs> invention. Yeah. Um, uh, like, quite honestly, you know, when I look at our, our brothers and sisters to the south, you are living the fucking fortune cookie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know. I think these times offer... I, I think a lot about how I'm going to use this time. I think a lot of mm-hmm. us have more time now. And it's more time to sit and reflect, more time to do the things that are important to you. But I really try to remind myself every day, especially on the days I'm struggling, that I have time right now mm-hmm. that I can turn this into something beautiful. Yep. And how can I use this time as a live time, not just dead time that I'm, I'm just trying to make it through? Mm-hmm. So what are those key things for you to for all of you to to do that like what are what are you hoping to accomplish now but there's like you know there's this opportunity that presented itself to us i mean just even in the biggest thing for me has been able being able to focus on the wind journal Mm -hmm. and helping people more Mm -hmm. i was very much stuck having to do consulting which you can do a lot of cool things and help a lot of organizations, but it wasn't personally fulfilling to me. Mm-hmm. It was something to make money to work on the things and do the activities that were. Mm-hmm. And now having that time to actually focus on the wind journal and my own thing that does fulfill me has been big. But even just more than that, appreciating my time outside, even if I'm just working on my computer outside, mm-hmm. appreciating and realizing how important it is to go for walks. Or to even try new things. I mean, we've, we were painting rocks, which mm. I can't even remember the last time I painted. Yeah, I know. And just appreciating that. Like, yeah. that's that's a special thing. Creating. Yeah. Brene Brown talks about that. Mm-hmm. And having more time yeah. to do that. Yeah. And even just seeing some of my friends, friends who had never gone for a hike, never gone outside, did not even appreciate the outdoors, and mm. hearing them say, I want to go hiking. I want to go camping. Mm-hmm. I actually appreciate being outside for the first time in my life at almost 30 years old. How about you, Eric? How do you want to use this time? What would be like a real win for you? Or uh, It's a great time to commit to taking a risk and just moving halfway across the country. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Which is huge start. for Eric. Oh, yeah, totally. Is I'm not it? a risk yeah. taker at all. That's like, amazing. And that came from you. It's not like Alyssa was like, let's go do this. You know, like it, this came from you. And that, yep. as you've said, Winston, that, you know, when you take risks from your own initiative. Um, you rewire your brain. You do. <laughs> You're not going to be the same person again. You're forming new neural pathways. Yeah. yeah. It's true. <laughs> and, and, and uh, like, as I say it so much, like I sound like an idiot, you know, but the fact is, is like every time you voluntarily confront your fear. Mm-hmm. You, it's not like you're less afraid. You just develop new skills to deal with that fear. Like, because it's one of those things like, and I hear this from people all the time, like about rock climbing. Oh, well, I'm afraid of heights. It's like, yeah, fuck. So am I. (laughs) The reason I do it, you know, a bunch of other stuff and it's cool gear and, you know, um, you know, when I'm really in shape, my forearms look great. Um, But It's the fact that every time I'm on the wall, you know, uh, like particularly the outside, 
I have to confront my fears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And every time you confront your fears and you're doing it voluntarily, like it's not like somebody, you know, you're afraid of spiders and somebody just grabs a handful of them and stuffs them in your face. <laughs> that's a that's a recipe for PTSD. Um, but when you when you voluntarily confront your fears, you you develop basically the ability next time to do it a little easier. And it, the fear never goes away. But your ability to act in the face of fear, right? Your ability to mm-hmm. build courage, right? Because what is courage but the ability to act in the face of fear improves. And that carries over into the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so it, it, we again, sort of trite things that we come back to. Like, like our outdoor advent- adventures are a metaphor for life, mm-hmm. right? You develop that, whether it's riding down that super rooty steep hill whether it's, you know, um, climbing that route, right, that kind of, like, scared the shit out of you, but you, you overcame it, right? Or even ones that you don't overcome, you back off and, you know, you have to come back another day, you know? Even ones where you had to bail, you know, and leave some gear behind, right? Because you, you, you voluntarily, like, you, you did it on purpose, right? Mm-hmm. You, you teach yourself that, okay, I can do things that are scary, and I ain't going to die. Yep. Well, guess what? Like when you got to go talk to the guy at the bank or you've got to like talk to new people or other things that scare you. Right. They're that much easier. Right. Because you, you've developed the, the, the um, skills to confront and manage your fears. It's a win. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so if there's only one thing you take away from this episode um, is go buy the wind journal because it'll make your life. Uh, as our second three-time guests, I would like to thank you guys Woo-hoo! for having us over. That's a win. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, it's second place, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll tied. take it. It's We're still a win. first now. <laughs> uh, wow. It's going to be incredible watching you guys go forward and, you know explore some new adventures i'm excited for you guys yeah thank you we're yeah. excited yep. i'm excited that we can come out and visit when we yes can. <laughs> Let's go climbing with you guys no but honestly this is awesome yeah because that way exciting. you can get all the beta sorted out so we you know <laughs> we're not dicking around trying to find the good places to climb there you go so until next time um while we're changing not really changing but expanding um the scope of uh live wild radio we are not changing our sign off Work hard. Play dirty. Bye. See you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>